Neil should have left well enough alone. When a classmate breaks her nail, he teases and laughs at her until his friends are rolling on the floor and Sarah is fuming. The next day, Sarah gets her revenge by painting his nails. The quest for a mover should have been simple enough, but it turns into a nightmare as he bargains, begs, and pleads to get back to normal. So much can happen in one bad day, and Neil manages to dig himself in deeper and deeper. Nail polish leads to mascara and lip color, and it's not even lunch yet. This 6,000-word story is part one of a two-part story that looks at one day in the life of a guy who just can't stop getting himself in more and more trouble by opening his mouth when he shouldn't. If you love female domination and feminization in the school setting, you're going to love this one. Neil's Nails is a great new two-part story from Pamela Harlow, available on Amazon, about a student who just can't leave well enough alone and keeps digging himself in deeper and deeper and deeper. This is one of my favorite books from Pamela Harlow, and you can find it on Amazon.com. Be sure to look for Neil's Nails and other fine Capity Apple Press products. Hello and welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast by Candy Apple Press. I'm your host and publisher, Kylie Gable. Today's episode is going to be only one audio, but that's because it's about 20 minutes long and it's from the great Jen Davis. Now, she's done other stories for this podcast. She's the person who recorded Boarding Passes and she's also the person who recorded April's Easter Bunny. She is amazing, as I'm sure if you've heard those two audios, you will agree. This particular audio is called Beach House. I wrote it based on a story that had been on the internet, oh, 20 years ago by a woman named Cindy V. I remembered it from when I first started reading this sort of fiction, and it took me forever to track it down. I... Uh, freely used a lot of her ideas, but I took it in my own direction and, of course, used my own wording. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, the story is called Beach House, and it's about a, a guy who gets the dream invitation of his lifetime, which is to share um, a weekend holiday um, beach house with a couple of twins who work in his office. They are beautiful and engaging and charismatic, and he jumps at the opportunity. However, they seem to have more planned than he did. So, without further ado, here is Beach House, written by myself and Claudia Costa, and narrated by Jen Davis. Laura and Nora smiled at each other. The 23-year-old twins were pursued by every single man and half of the married ones in the IT department. They had movie star good looks with long, flowing red hair and huge almond-shaped green eyes. Their bodies were flawless. Their personalities were naturally flirtatious. More than one new employee found the twins too distracting to work with and had to be let go. John was nearly fired himself after his boss caught him staring at the twins one too many times. 
when they first joined the firm. Most assumed they'd been hired as eye candy. But they quickly contributed, proving themselves as smart as they were beautiful. They'd been hired right out of college after majoring in computer engineering at a prestigious eastern college. They'd gotten good grades and had interned at a major SiliconValley.com. Despite their cheerleader looks, they could hold their own in any meeting or work session when it came to developing the hot new apps that made their company famous. The twins realized John was infatuated with them from their first day. He'd been the wonder kid before they'd arrived, and the boss assigned him to show the new girls around and to get them settled in their cubicles. John was their team leader, and his workstation was close by. His position as their superior quickly changed when the two gorgeous young women gained their dominance over him almost immediately. John began mansplaining a Java technique to Laura when Nora somewhat abruptly interrupted him. Yeah, yeah, we learned that our freshman year at Tech. Why don't you grab us both cups of coffee? I take one sugar and some creamer. My sister takes hers with cream and no sugar. When John meekly went to get their coffee, they knew they had him. They'd quickly taken charge of their work group, gently but firmly putting and keeping John in his place. After a few years of this, they were planning to take their domination of their co-worker to a whole new level. John had never been part of their social circle. He'd half-heartedly tried to tag along with them like a cute little puppy. But they'd tease him about something and he'd back down. They knew they intimidated him, and Nora especially enjoyed making him run little errands for her. When Laura wanted something, Nora would say, Let the office girl get it. John would flinch, feeling the shame roll over him but he usually did what the twins told him to do. After a while, John started avoiding them as much as possible because of their teasing. He'd long ago given up all hope of ever dating either one of them. After hearing them discuss all the rich, successful guys they dated, he was sure he didn't stand a chance. Now, surprisingly, they'd invited him to take their week-long vacation with them. He'd heard the girls planning to rent a beach house as they did every summer, and he imagined the steady stream of alpha males they'd have at their front door. Why would they invite him? He must not have heard them right. Come on, said Nora. It'll be fun. Besides, you could use the sun. You're as white as a snowman or snowwoman. John just blinked at her. Nora's teasing about his lack of manliness was all too familiar. Not mean, necessarily, just disrespectful and emasculating. Well, John, it's like this, Laura moved over to explain. John's attention was on her chest, not her eyes at this point. He could see the lacy bra beneath the three open buttons of her blouse when she leaned over like that. Nora and I have the place for a whole week, and we aren't going there just to sit at home and do errands. 
we're going out every night and a lot of the days while we're there we really don't have time to grocery shop do laundry clean the place and all those little chores that pile up you do such a great job helping us here we just know you'd be the perfect little helper if you agree to do those things for us you could stay rent free and it won't take all your time either a whole week at the beach with just us girls we'd have a blast and it wouldn't cost me anything asked john uncertain but mesmerized by laura's enticing cleavage not a penny confirmed laura that would be your payment for doing all the drudge work a good maid is hard to find teased nora john blushed at this and noticed that Laura shot her sister a dirty look. He appreciated that at least one of the twins was willing to come to the defense of his masculinity. Laura stroked his thigh as she waited for his decision. John melted and hardened at the same time. At her touch, he was so excited that he thought his cock would burst right through pants then and there. He pushed his chair further into his desk so that the girls wouldn't notice. A little housework for a chance of a lifetime sounded like a great trade. John honestly wanted some time to just relax and read a new book, and an all-expense-paid week at the beach sounded great. Having these beautiful girls hanging around in their bikinis would be a great fringe benefit, too. Finally, John nodded. It's a deal. Both girls were genuinely delighted. Nora actually rushed behind the desk to hug him. We're going to have so much fun with you, she clapped. Both girls seemed giddy at his acceptance, almost suspiciously so. But John couldn't think of anything to be concerned about. The week before their trip seemed to last forever. Finally, Saturday came, and John and the girls were excited as they loaded their stuff into Nora's electric blue Mini Cooper convertible. John only had one suitcase, but the girls had three or four each. Obviously, they were planning to change clothes more often, but that made sense. John reasoned that they'd be going out a lot more than he would. The drive took a few hours, and they didn't stop on the way. Sitting in the back, John's legs were a bit cramped, and he was happy when Nora pulled up in front of a cute little cottage. Can you be a dear and bring in our bags, John? asked Nora with a smile. Sure, I guess it's time to start earning my pay, replied John. He quickly brought in their suitcases. It was hot enough that even that little exertion had left him sweating. He told the twins he wanted to get changed, but the girls had other plans for him. They put him to work, wiping down the cabinets, the drawers, and the rest of the kitchen. Then they had him put all their clothes away in the bedroom, and then told him to start up the grill. I really would like to change and hit the beach, said John. I got a new book that I'd like to read. We don't mean to monopolize all your time, said Laura. It'll be easier once we get settled in. Remember, said Nora haughtily, 
You are our maid, right, John? John felt humiliated by her teasing, but tried to play it off as nothing. Yeah, I guess that's true, he said, but blushed at the suggestion. The twins went to check on the car while John waited for the grill to heat up. He remembered that he hadn't unpacked his own suitcase yet. He poked around the cottage, but couldn't find it anywhere, even though he knew he had brought it from the car. Girls, have you seen my suitcase? he called out. Oh, I'm sure it will turn up, said Nora. I wouldn't worry about it. Meanwhile, Laura decided it was time to change. She pulled a red bikini with white flowers out of her top drawer and began to change into it. She didn't even close the door. John was amazed that he was actually seeing the co-worker he lusted after so confidently naked in front of him. He couldn't help but stare at her perfect breasts and her fiery red pussy hair. Oh, John, she giggled innocently. I totally forgot you were here. I guess you've seen me nude now. He's seen me nude too, yelled back Nora. Seen one? You've seen both. We are twins, you know. I'm s sorry, stuttered John. Don't be, replied Nora. We don't mind. Go to our bedroom. Open the second drawer and pick out a swimsuit too, please. Okay, said John. His skin was milky white, and he desperately in need of some sun. But his face was now burning red as he blushed at how free these girls were with their bodies. He had no idea. By the time John returned with the pretty tiger-striped bikini, Nora was already naked. At her urging, he reached around her and gently filled each cup of the bikini with her soft, full breasts. He actually let out a barely audible moan as he did this. The girls flashed a knowing look at each other. Now for the bottom, said Nora. Nora brushed against John's engorged cock and giggled. <laughs> wow, you like your new job, I see, John. I can't imagine any guy wouldn't, replied John defensively. Relax, said Nora. I do think since you've got to see us naked, it's only fair that we get to see what you're packing. Oh, I do too, agreed Laura. Off with those clothes. All right, sighed John, hoping to get this over with. But Nora interrupted him, saying, Let me, with a breathy, seductive voice. She slowly and seductively unhooked John's belt, unzipping his pants, and let them just fall down his legs. She smiled as she took his boxers in hand and slipped them down his slim legs. Not bad looking as cocks go, said Laura. Hmm, it's a little on the short side, though. Are you sure you didn't just take a dip in the pool or something? No, said John, again embarrassed. Now, let's take off the rest of your clothes, and let's find you a swimsuit, said Nora, as she quickly ripped off his shirt. 
John was sporting a raging erection, and he really wanted to cover up. He searched in vain for his suitcase, but it was nowhere to be found. Girls, where's my suitcase? Nora's reply was swift and painful. She slapped him hard across the face. Girls? Did you just call us girls? You will address us as mistresses, you little bitch, and you had better understand this. We totally own you now. You have no clothes, no money, and no transportation, except for whatever we choose to give you. What? asked John, alarmed by the sudden change in Nora. Laura, would you get a swimsuit for our sissy little maid now? Gladly, sis, said Laura. She quickly returned from their bedroom with a black and pink two-piece women's swimsuit. She tossed it at John, who reflexively caught it and stared down at the feminine garment in his hands. I can't wear a women's bathing suit. As soon as the words came out, John regretted it. The twins were immediately all over him, wrestling him to the ground. Soon Laura was sitting on his chest while Nora had grabbed both of his arms and pulled them over his head. Laura slapped him in the face repeatedly, alternating his left and right cheeks over and over. Laura finally stopped hitting him long enough to explain the situation. You have two choices. Choice one, you can put this bathing suit on and do everything else we tell you to do without any questions or complaints. Choice two is you leave the cottage right now without clothes and nothing but your tiny little erection. See if you like that one better. You better choose right now, though. I'll wear the swimsuit. I'll wear it, said John in a weak little voice. The twins were still on top of John, who looked helpless and defeated, as Laura and Nora high-fived each other. They pulled themselves up and put the black and pink bikini top around John's chest. Nora couldn't resist tweaking both his nipples as they did it. The cups were empty, but they put the top around his chest so tightly that it didn't really matter much. Then they helped him step into the tiny bikini bottoms. They would have fit him perfectly, if not for the hard-on that he was still sporting. That better go down on its own, said Nora, or I'm going to get a brush and make it go down myself. <laughs> Laura laughed hysterically at how pathetic John looked. Oh, John, you look so precious. He does look cute, doesn't he? asked Nora, laughing. <laughs> he sure does, replied Laura, handing John a pair of sandals. Well, what are these? They're your shoes, replied Laura. The black wedges had a four-inch heel and a one-inch platform. They had a mesh Y over the foot with tiny gold stud details. John glumly slid his feet into the barely fitting shoes. The grill is more than ready, said Nora. Go out and check on it, then make us lunch. Wait, dress like this, squeaked John. Do it, or regret it, sissy, said Nora. 
Maybe we'll grill your ass on that barbecue. There was something in her tone that made John think she was only half-joking. He went outside in a women's swimsuit and sandals, but there was no way anybody would believe he was anything other than a guy. As he stood there, flipping the burgers, many people passed by. Both men and women laughed at John and the way that he was dressed. When the burgers were finished, John served them to the mistresses like a good maid and got them their drinks. As they sat there giggling at the picnic table, he ate his own lunch in silence. Laura and Nora chatted on about spending the afternoon at the beach and picking up some guys. John's presence was barely even acknowledged. What shall we do with our sissy maid? asked Laura. Nora got a wicked grin on her face that frightened John. I have a brilliant idea. Remember when I threatened to grill his ass on that barbecue? I know a way we can do it. She leaned over and whispered to her sister, who quickly nodded. They looked over at their frightened maid and laughed mischievously. Nora brought over a chase lounge, and they made John get up and lay face down on it. He was tied to it, using two bikinis so he was all stretched out and couldn't possibly get himself free. You're just going to have the cutest bikini tan line when we return, Nora cooed. She was delighted with his groaning reaction. Sure enough, they left him cooking in the sun for a couple of hours. Eventually frustrated and helpless, John fell asleep. He was unsure how long he was there. But the girls came back, pulled back his bikini straps, and giggled with delight. They untied him, turned him over so he was lying on his back, and retied him to the lounge. These sisters were very good at tying because again he found himself completely helpless and at their mercy. Just think how cute your chest is going to look with the bikini practically tattooed on there, teased Laura. Enjoy soaking up the sun, Johnny. Seems more like a Jenny now, said Nora. Jenny, I like that. Maybe spell it with an I on the end, though, suggested Laura. Jenny, with an I, it is, agreed Nora. Both girls were laughing and giggling as they went back to the beach. John was stuck in the sun for another couple of hours and, of course, fell asleep again. Wake up, sissy maid, ordered Nora. You have work to do. The girls untied John and they went back into the house. They made him take off his bikini so they could admire his tan lines. Oh, aren't you just the sexy little beach bunny, squealed Laura with sarcasm. Sissy, we need showers after all that time at the beach, said Nora. Run the water for me, but don't you dare make it too hot. John was still naked, but putting the bikini back on didn't seem to be an option, so he rushed to comply with this order. Yes, Mistress Nora. Now you may help me off with my swimsuit, she commanded. Nora faced him and put her breasts up to his chest, making him reach around behind her to undo her bra clasp. 
That's it for this week's Feminization Boudoir Podcast by Candy Apple Press. I hope you enjoyed it. Miss Jen is certainly a great reader. And if you check the links, you can find information on how to get her other stuff, as well as finding some great Candy Apple Press stories and audio. We've got about 30 audio, but we've got about 250 stories. So if you like to read, uh, we're the place for you. Uh, As always, thanks so much for listening, supporting. If you can leave feedback, if you can uh, sponsor the show, if you can buy some of the product, it all makes a difference. Uh, Nobody's getting rich here, but it does make it a little easier to do a labor of love when you know that your bills are being taken care of. Thanks again so much, and I'll be back next week.